All right. That's not like you. A burp. All right, we're alive. How come I can't? How come you can't what? Oh, never mind. Stan. What could? Stan, never mind. What could? Done fixed it. What couldn't you do? Oh, Stan, just, just enough, right? Just enough what? So episode. I'm over, trying, I'm over here trying to watch Menace and the Man live. Episode seventy-seven of Menace and the Man. Oh, I mean, golly. How do you feel about seventy-seven? That's a nice number. Yeah, it is. It's getting up there. Getting up there? Man, we, we went hard for 75. We definitely got to have something special for 100. Yeah. That would almost be like we got to get like a cha a couple of champions or something. And maybe wow. and maybe like a Dana back on type deal. Yeah. Or hopefully, I, the, hopefully, the, hopefully this whole... It's up. I don't see it live on our page. It's live. It's up there. Is it because... Oh, I don't know. I'm going to pin it to the top right now. But uh, how are you today, Menace? You know what? The, uh, the Bermuda's family is, is a little down today. Are they? Yeah. Why? My abuela, my grandma abuela, passed uh, last night. Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. How old was she? Uh, I believe she was like 90-something. And now who is this? This is... This is my father's mother. Okay. So... Now, what's it's, been a, it's been a rough month, really, for the, you know. Bermuda's clan? Yeah, my, my father's twin brother passed away. Yeah. Dave Bain has been on the show twice. Yes, the legend. Yeah, so... How, um, now, was I she... two shots. Was she from Puerto Rico? From, born, and raised, and lived there. Yeah, I remember he, hearing that in passing. So here, I'll pour myself a little uh, Grey Goose for her. So should I take? Even, her, even her, in her like her last birthday, she was like in her wheelchair, just dancing. Yeah. Moving, you know. Like she lived with Flair till the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you gotta be. I mean, God, you know, I know my Grammy is like that at the moment. Not, uh, she's up getting up there, but she's still like, you know, dancing at the party and whatnot. Yeah. And then you know, my uncle Mondo passed a couple. Uh, Weeks ago, well, no, well, how long was that? Like, almost like a month ago now, maybe. And now that's the uncle that you mentioned in your UFC post-fight speech when you retired, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and he always liked watching me fight and stuff like that. I don't know if my grandma abuela watched two mammoth fights. I would imagine, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I would think at least one, or at least she asked how you were doing and whatnot. Let's, let's do a shot for Uncle Armando. All right, there we go. Ah, fuck. 
And now you said you wanted to do a deuce, right? Yeah. Ugh. How did you pronounce? What was your grandma's name? Uh, Alicia. I was about to be like, you don't even know her name. <laughs> well, we just always called our grandma abuela, you know, or grandma. We just, you know. Now, what do you have? You have grandma, and what do you call your other grandma? Grandma too. Uh, so my mom's mom. Call you Grandma Penny or Gigi. Yeah, I had Grandma and Grammy, so we mixed it up a little bit. But let's do. What do you? So what? What, what do you? What was the name you called her again? We, call, you know, towards the we always called her just Grandma, but Grandma Abuela, which is Abuela is Grandma in Spanish. So Grandma Abuela, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Oh, what, what what were you uh, sipping on there? Those were uh, peanut butter whiskey. Screwball. Yeah, I only had vodka, so that I have you be... ever had one of these, Stan? A peanut butter whiskey screwball? No. Really good. You know what's not really good? A straight shot of vodka. But for the Bermudas clan, I'll drink some vodka. It's funny too. I was gonna say, remember uh, Boom Cups? Yep. Oh wow. Yeah, I have so many of these. I don't know if you remember. He gave us like boxes, a box of Boom Cups. I'll have to bring you some. What? What was Boom Cups' deal again? They, they, we gotta get into their basketball game, or at least you. I can't run anymore the way I used to. Yeah, you, you'd be. Well, you could just ref from the sideline. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be a fan or a coach. But uh, he puts on the basket. They put on basketball games with, like Floyd Mayweather versus like Kevin Hart. And then they have, like, a lot of celebrities there and whatnot. And then they put on, like, parties and shit, like New Year's and big shit like that. But shout out to Boom Cups for the cup. I couldn't find... Shout out to... Well, we're doing shout outs. Shout out to uh, Great South Bay Brewery. Oh, and then, yeah, that's where I was going to go after I'm, that. I'm drinking one of their newer drinks that came out this year, which is their uh, Spiked Hard Seltzer. Yes, I have a Spiked Hard Seltzer right here that I'm going to... I was going to use as my chaser, but I chose to go a different route. Yeah... And then, uh, so yeah, so what we got uh, planned for today? Who, who, what guests we have today, Stan? Well, I went with the massive IPA as my chaser. Oh, sorry, I chased you right off. All good, all good. I just wanted to sh- let you know what I was sipping on. Um, right. We were going to talk to Chris Algieri. Chris Algieri is currently traveling back to New York, so he asked if he could reschedule. So we're going to go for him on Monday. We're going to talk okay. definitely to Brian Kelleher. Alp Ozkilik, and I'm hoping for Tatiana Suarez to jump in with us. She's okay. e- she's either going to jump in today or her again for Monday. And then Monday, I planned with uh, we're going to get Felicia Spencer back on. We're going to play like the we're going to do the heart. She's about to fight Amanda Nunes coming up, but we're going to do like remember we said we're going to have her and her husband on. Right. Yeah. So let's come up with a little fun thing. Maybe we'll play. Like, maybe we'll each wear suits and play like the dating game or something. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm trying to think of how we could do that. Like, uh... we could definitely go with the how how you met. Be like, you know, her husband's name is Todd. We'll be like, this isn't for you, Felicia. Todd, and then we'll ask Todd the questions. You know what I mean? Because she told us how she met, right? Yeah, they met at the gym. If I remember correctly. Yeah, play it back. Yeah, oh, definitely going to have to go back and uh, 
re-listen to it. Because he fights too, right? Yes. But he like had life, you know, he was a fighter when they met, and then life got in the way, so he just had, I think, his pro debut. But. I think the move is, here's what you do, Stan. I think you put together a Felicia Spencer trivia game involving her Ooh. career. Like, who was her second pro fight? Where was her third pro, pro fight? Where did she win her fifth pro fight? How did she win her seventh pro? You know what I mean? Like, I like where your head's at. That could be a good one. Yeah. 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 And then we'll also get like um, just some some random relationship questions. And uh, we'll turn that interview a little bit outside oh, of fighting. I, here's the move, I think. You got to hit her up on the ah, Hopefully she doesn't cheat. I think you hit her up on the side and you say, hey, we want to hit your man with, you know, a trivia questionnaire. We didn't know what's your favorite color, like, what's your favorite, like, food, you know, stupid shit like that. How old were you when you first got your ears pierced? You know? Yeah, like, things like that, you know what I mean? He knows them. Yeah, 100%. And then even go off like some Wikipedia shit and just be like, you know, it might not be true, but who knows? We'll say this is what people... So people generally believe about Felicia Spencer that she... True or false... You know, we'll, we'll come up with some questions. Some true or false... Okay. okay. I think that could be a fun little game. Okay. And then, um, like I was talking to you earlier, a lot of things going on. We'll get Boom to jump in here in a minute. But uh, I sent you that little list. So We didn't cover UFC 249 at all. Like we pretty much we talked to Luke a little bit about it. We talked to right. Eric Albarracin a little bit about. It. We didn't talk about Justin Gaethje, like his performance with Tony Ferguson. Oh man, he looked awesome. Yeah, that was amazing. So now, like, obviously after that, he stopped. You saw the one meme I posted where it was, you know, the guy who does the peace sign over the grave. You ever see that meme? They had Justin Gaethje doing that, and on the tombstone, oh, yes, 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 it yes, said yes, Khabib yes. versus Tony. So yeah, he, for for the time being, like uh, Tony's one win away from coming back and being in title contention, but Gaethje, Khabib now is going to happen. It's almost like Tony is like he would have to lose his he'd have to lose another fight to not get to fight Khabib. Yeah. Well, Tony, yeah, if to- Tony wins one fight, he's back right in the mix. Yeah. In all honesty, if Tony doesn't fight again, stays right where he is, Khabib wins, he's next fight. Yeah. If Gaethje wins, you got to fight at least, you know, twice. I don't know. Yeah. But then, so now that's the Dana White. They asked him, when is Khabib versus Gaethje going to happen? And he didn't shy away from an answer. He was like, fight island. He was like, I'm looking to book that fight and fight Island in the summertime. So, But now Khabib usually does Ramadan. He's not fighting until after Ramadan in a training camp. So Khabib, the earliest he'll fight is like August, September, or so he says. Weren't they pushing for like July? They said July, but I don't see, unless Khabib's down to fight on, you know, July is six weeks away right now. So unless he's willing to fight on a six-week, eight-week camp, coming off. Well, he's been training for Tony. Yeah. Oh no, he had a whole, he had a whole camp for Tony. Yeah. No, I don't think I don't think he fell off that far. Like for me, like let's say I was training for a fight, 
the fight fell through. I would have to be on like a two week bender where I'm like, hey, I need another camp to restart. <laughs> well, what Khabib has going on right now is apparently his dad's in the hospital. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I was reading today. I didn't read the full article, but the part I read said that they they tested him. He didn't have coronavirus, but a lot of apparently Khabib's family or close friends or relatives actually had the coronavirus, and then that's what his dad's dealing with, uh, pneumonia. And the way it is right now, you can't go visit people in the hospital. So he's laid up yeah. with no Khabib coming to visit him. And I think you've heard, like you saw that one fight. What was his name? Javier Mendez was like father's plan with the, the Ayaquinta fight. Like, everything's based off of what Khabib's dad instilled in him. You know what I mean? Like, I think the dad, right. like like everyone or most people, the dad plays a big role in what you do in your day-to-day life, especially for a pro athlete, I think, professionally. Like, I know you said, like, a lot of, you know, you wanted to just show your dad. Like, dad, look, I'm fucking good, you know? Right. I'm sure Khabib has that, like, something going on in his head about taking a fight right now with his dad in the hospital. So maybe July, but I could see it probably if any, because even that, like say worst case scenario, you know, his health goes south. Do you want to fight? You know, does Khabib want to fight if his dad passes away or something? God forbid. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit different from other people. Like when shit goes like south, like my first thing to go to is like working out or like someone's got to pay for this. Yeah. You like, know? Yeah. Like you almost turn it up. Like, I remember fucking Sergio De Silva will say, you know, I think he has said it, but like, I was just having, a, you know, I was like breaking up with my kid's mom. It was just bad. Like, things were just bad, you know. I would like pull up down the road from my house and drink like a sixer before I like walked in the door. Oh, before not training, before you go home. Yes. Yeah. And right. then I go home, like, just then I would just fucking get, like, drunk, pass out. And then the next day, like, wake up, eat breakfast, you know, do a little bit. And then, like, someone had to, like, catch it. Someone yeah. needed to be. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember even that's why you strapped it on before your last fight, was you had that, yeah. you had a chip on your shoulder and you so were like. Me, so, me personally, when. That's like an avenue that I put stress or something that I have no control over. Like, there's nothing Khabib could do to save his father. Yeah. Well, that's... I mean, he can pay money to better. I don't know, but like, yeah. when it's your time, it's your or whatever. It just. Yeah, that's how I look at death a little bit. Like, could you have done something? No, I'm not a pneumonia specialist or a doctor or something like that so it's like what what could i have done so you almost have to move on live in their honor if you will you know as corny as that sounds but you have to like Like when my uncle passed away i ran 30 miles in that week yeah like you know something else i always thought of like so if i die tomorrow i don't want people to be sad you know what i mean i don't want to ruin people's fucking day I'd rather people go on about their business and act like, oh, maybe he's still, whatever. He's still here, his spirit, whatever the fuck. Even though I don't really believe in that shit, but whatever. You know what I mean? Just, I'd rather not get people down. But So what do you think, Stan? What happens when you die? Poof. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm all over the, I mean, maybe there's a God. Maybe there's heaven. Maybe there's hell. I have no idea what, what happens. Who knows? Do I go to heaven? Do I go to hell? I have no idea. Well, what do you think? I I'm indecisive. Indecis, you know, I don't have a 
it's I'll let that slide. There definitely is like because I mean I'm like when you die, it just lights off and you're sitting in a black room and that's it. And you're just like Yeah, what happens when I die? I either get cremated or worms eat my fucking body. What do you mean? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what happens. Or like Do I have a soul? Do I reincarnate as a butterfly? I don't Dude, fucking Reincarnation is like the coolest Well the thing is so being an anthropology major in college, come on. They say that religion was created because of the fear of death. Yeah. I could I, I could see it. And then I also see like the angles, if you will. I could see how they could be like, yo, because if you look at it, a lot of church is just a business. It's a way to make money. It's a way to get people to follow you. It's a way to get like a, a herd of people to believe in something and take stress or focus off of something else. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, because like when you think about like if I die, that's it, right? You kind of, it's kind of like playing, you know, competing not to lose. Yeah. Versus if you're like, oh man, if I die, then I go over here. It's like, you're playing the win, kind of, then. You know? Yeah. The person that competes to win usually does better than the guy trying not to lose. Yeah. So that is where, where, where we were with that. I don't want to go too deep into religion because we're not a religious Sorry. show. We're, no, I'm saying we're, we're not a religious show. We'll have to, who could we get? We'd have to get a religious fighter on to talk religion then. And he would have to try to then convince me or get me to walk the light. See, find Jesus. You know what I mean? Dustin Pegg and or Johnny Bedford. When I was on the, the Ultimate Fighter season 14, I was in there. They would do like Bible study. I would I was sitting there like praying with them, asking them questions about religion the whole night. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you'll see people that believe so strongly that you'll almost be like, okay, I see where you're at. But, like, there's always that funny I thing I think is funny in fighting a little bit, but obviously they probably don't think it's funny at all. But, um, like, Bisping's always the greatest example I use because Bisping is not religious. So, like, Vitor Belfort, he fought, and Vitor's actually the one who fucked up his eye, but um, Vitor is like, I head kicked somebody, I'm, I'm on juice, I knocked someone out, I knocked him dead, I didn't do it, Jesus did it. You know what I mean? So then before he was fighting Bisping, Bisping said like um, at the weigh-ins or somewhere, like he was like, they squared off and Bisping leaned into him and was like, Jesus doesn't exist. You're going to get fucked up tomorrow. You know, like said some shit like that to him. And then the next day though, he got his fucking eye, eye knocked crooked. So, but it's just, you know, there's, there's flip sides of the coin. Like John Jones, for instance, fucking Bible cross, Bible verses tattooed on his body. Believes in God, but he's a righteous motherfucker. You know, he's like, he's a sinner, if you will. Like, he's, is that why he's so religious? Because he's constantly sinning? So he's praying for forgiveness or something? You know I mean, what I mean? When you look at the, like, like whenever I go to the church, and I sit in there, I just feel like they're like, hey, everybody out there sitting out here, you're all kind of a piece of shit, and you're lucky you're lucky God doesn't care. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> like, uh. So one thing. I, I mean, I didn't do anything that bad, did I? One thing I have noticed is sometimes your mic's going up and down. So maybe 
Make sure your wire's good to go? Well, no, it's me, my voice, or if I'm doing this. Yeah, but it's like changing crazily. But no, it's good, but well then even we'll go back. We'll we'll, we'll go here first. Khabib Gaethje. Remember we talked about on that when we were watching the fights, we were talking about Wade came in and was like Gaethje's the most dangerous man in the world right now. For Khabib, especially. Remember Mark uh Madsen, the Olympian who we had on. He came on and said he's like, None of you ever trained with Khabib. So Khabib like he was pr- pretty much insinuating that Khabib's got him. Like Khabib's gonna like Khabib's on another level. And that's a Greco Roman Olympian, I believe. Two time, three time, or four time, however many times, multiple time Greco Roman Olympian. Now, like But the, but then remember we had Sean, we had Bunch on and Bunch was like, He can't take me down. He can't make the world team. So there's different it's weird. That's in wrestling. I bet you if Khabib was trying to punch yeah. Bunch, he'll take him down. Yeah. In a cage where Bunch can't run very far, Okay, he'll take him down. Because there are also Daniel Cormier, who is also fucking in the Olympics. Yep. So does him and Khabib go back and forth kind of with wrestling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you hear all different takes on it, if you will. But yeah, what do you say? Guys, none of you have ever wrestled Khabib. I want to see this fight, but there is levels to wrestling. Who said that? Mark Madsen. Would he tweet that? No, he commented on our post. Uh, yeah, like I posted the thing of Chris Wade saying, like, I just texted Ali, and that's the baddest guy in the world right now, especially going up against Khabib, you know? Because even that, like I said, we, I said what I've heard of Gaethje, my outside perspective on paying attention to all you guys at the high level of wrestling was he'd been wrestling since he was four. For him to be a one-time All-American, he kind of underachieved even being a one-time I All-American. Think, I think Gaethje versus Khabib is a more fun fight and a closer fight than Khabib versus Tony. Yeah, well, we've always differed on that. I think stylistically, so even that, like uh, Eddie Bravo was on uh, Joe Rogan talking about it. They did like a fight companion for this past weekend's fights. And he said, he's like, you know, it was a fucked up situation in a sense that we trained for Khabib. We trained for a ground fight where we were going to try to keep it standing. Then it got switched to Gaethje. And it was like, oh, we know we're not going to the ground here. Gaethje don't take nobody down. We're bad. You know, we're fighting for. 25 minutes or however long it goes. Oh, hang on. So against Khabib, they wanted to take it to the ground? No, they knew it was going to the ground. Like they were expecting it to hit the ground. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, okay. And it's un- a little understandable. Like they're completely different fighters, completely different styles. You know what I mean? Like like, like Gaethje wrestles, but he doesn't wrestle, wrestle. He doesn't shoot doubles. He's not shooting singles. He's not pushing you into the cage to take you down. He's pushing you into the cage to fucking let off a flurry and yeah. beat the shit out of you. So even that, who do you think is going to win that one? Gaethje, Khabib. Man. And now remember, there's always menace in the mid. Who's punched Khabib the hardest? Michael Johnson? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Poirier caught him too. But Poirier kind of caught him with a couple glancers. 
would have to ask Poirier how flush you landed, but he rocked Khabib a little bit and had Khabib backpedaling, but Johnson hit him and it was like, oh. Like, when you punch, like, I've smashed people. Like, at this level, fighters are so good at a poker face. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, like when I get smashed, I try to, like, I mean, sometimes I can't help it. Like, I remember my first fight against Garza. There's a picture of me, like, like bright-eyed. Like, I was in a fucking, like, I got a deer in headlights, you know? Um, but for the most part, like, like, I'm still trying to play it cool. Yeah. There's been a lot of times, like I, like I say, every time I go against, you know, when I go against Chris Algieri, he fucking gave me a liver shot. I just held my breath and took two step forward like nothing. Yeah. Like when I hit Korean Zombie and wobbled him, he's the only person I've ever hit. I was like, oh shit, this dude's on skates. Like he's fucked up. You know? But I was like, play it cool because he's the zombie. That's where we got the nickname from. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you so. did you did clip him. That's one of those ones, though. That's like uh, what what they had up a, a couple of days ago because Arlovsky was fighting, and they, it is one of the greatest rounds ever. Uh, Arlovsky versus Travis Brown. Remember that fight? Yeah. They like om- both almost killed each other in the same round. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you didn't watch those fights this weekend, right? I watched some. No, I watched them. Did you watch the main event? I asked to shut it down before the main event. I was just like, I just... Yeah, there was some controversy there. Anthony Smith said he's good with it, but then, like, I know Chael and a lot of people were speaking out about how the corner let the fighter go on and let Anthony Smith take a beat, and he got, like, teeth knocked out. He got fucked up. We're... This past weekend was Arlovsky versus... I saw that fight. No, this past weekend was Overeem. That's what I meant. Yeah, I'm talking about last weekend. This past weekend was... No, Wednesday. Wednesday was Smith-Glover. Yes. Yes, yes. All right, so I got a little... Yes, you watched that one. I saw that. Yes. That's the one I was talking about. And I did see... I did see something where, like, that fight went five minutes too long. And I actually didn't watch it live, right? Went to work talk with some co- co-workers, whatever, and then we're talking about it, and we had time to kill, so he's like, let's pull the fight. Pulls up the fight, and I was like, holy shit. That couldn't be more on point than, and I'm, you know, I'm telling my, like, my guy's like, dude, why didn't the corner throw in the towel? Why, you could have, you saw that a little bit, I guess? You, the corner could have thrown in the towel. Yeah. I, even, even I think they could. But, I mean, from the fighter's perspective, and, like, if I was his corner, I would have been like, bro, it was the last round, right? Was it? Yeah. It was the last round. I saw you came out and be in the round. You're, you threw your shots. They didn't land close. You got taken down, and you were kind of just balling up. It was like you were firing back to your feet. You know what I mean? Like, you were accepting the position. Like, as your corner, like, yeah, you know, let's fight again another day. Let's work on your cardio. We'll take you back in there. Like, well, that's kind of like know? the, the first two. Because, like I said, I heard about the fight. 
and then I watched the fight. Yeah. Like, towards the end of the second round, I'm like, hang on, how did he, hang on. I'm looking at my guys, like, this ended in the fifth round? They're like, yeah. I'm like, he's getting, he's in bad shape in the second round. How did he survive? I kept watching it. I was like, holy shit. Like, Glover being like, sorry, it's part of the business. Like, yeah, <laughs> they were he's talking. Down there to, with no teeth, like, hey, were, it is were, what it is. They were talking to each other at one point. Yeah, like, he's like, "Sorry, I had to do this, brother." Like, and then he said that, and Anthony Smith was like, "Wait, what'd you say?" Like, talk, like, wait, I didn't hear you completely. What'd you and say? He said it again. Sorry, I have to do this. Like, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, he's like, it's all good. Is what it is. Yeah. Hmm. And even that fight, like, I remember we talked about that fight. Like, Anthony Smith's always that unknown. Because he is really fucking good. He has a lot of experience. And he's tough as fuck. And I did it again. I went against Glover. I told you Glover was going to... I told you Glover was going to win that fight. Dude, Stan, we talk about the fight where someone gets old. Yeah, but I think... Glover looked younger than fucking... No, Glover was catching him. I I was surprised that Glover caught him the way he did on the feet with that uppercut and shit, but you saw where Glover won the fight is the ground. He won it with his strikes. Yeah, he, like, put him in a bad position with his strikes, but then started dominating him. After the second, halfway through the second round, Glover won everything. What do you mean? Every aspect of the fight. Yeah, once he caught him with some punches, though. So, yeah, Glover looked good. Glover turned back the clock a little bit. Damn. Yeah, there was even one thing they showed Anthony Smith, like, handed the referee his tooth. Yeah, like, on the ground. The on the ground, here. yeah. But even I, we, we, I don't know, we went a little elsewhere. Khabib Gaethje. Hey, I, hang on to this. I need to put this under my pillow. I'm trying to get 20 bucks. Yeah, that's like, I still believe in a tooth fairy. Hang on to this one. <laughs> I need that back. At least UFC will probably fix those teeth. They'll, they'll play that den- dental bill. But we, oh, 1 million percent. We start, I've done that before. We started this on Khabib Gaethje. Can, that's the real question. How about that? That's the real question. Undefeated Khabib, can Justin Gaethje beat Khabib? Out of 10 times if they fought. Is it possible? Yes, it's very possible. Like, this is the fight I I would not gamble on. I mean, it's it, one of those for me. It's tough to bet against Khabib. Like you're almost like, all right, you're you're betting against someone who's twenty fucking what is he twenty seven twenty eight now? That's like a sucker's bet, if you will. It's not the smartest bet. Cause the way Khabib was raised. The way it could be in fights, like honor, like he's in debt. If I could be win and maybe die or lose and give up, which one? But it's winning or die all day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't give a fuck. Like he's cool with it, I think. I don't think. And not, and I was talking to someone at work, like, I don't think he has a choice. Who? If Khabib was like, you know what? I would like to retire. It's been a good run. 
Thank you, everybody. I'm champion. Gotta go out on top. I don't think he's got. I think a very high guy from Chesnia goes. Mm, my friends, you keep you continue fight for country. Yeah, no, I think that's the thing too. Like he could, like what Dana said, he's rich as fuck already. He doesn't need to do this. Right. Yeah. I don't think he has a choice. He has to keep doing it. Oh, you're saying either do it and keep winning or die. You're saying he has to keep doing it. Like I, I'm saying let's say he's like I don't want to fight no more. This I have enough. Like yeah. Khabib goes missing within that year. You think? Yes. No. You think that that's how Khabib has it in Russia? Khabib's a fucking hero. He's not. He's Russian, but he doesn't live in Russia. Like, he's. Well, he's Dagestani. Right. So, yeah. Which is a different country, no? Yeah. So here, Khabib and Justin fight 10 times. How many times can Gaethje beat him? And here's the thing, too. Like, you've seen it before. When a guy does finally lose, they're able to adjust. And some get worse and some get better. I think Gaethje got better. Like, he lost to Poirier. He lost to Eddie Alvarez in wars that he was probably ahead on the scorecards. And then he adapted a little bit. Now he's a little less reckless. Takes a lot less damage. Like, they had that one. Someone put out a one meme where, you know, that meme that was out of Tony Ferguson's last X amount of opponents, and they all had bloodied up, beat up fucking faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone put out a new one with Tony's last 10 opponents, and it was Justin Gaethje with the ear-to-ear grin holding the belt, you know, was the last opponent. Like, his face wasn't fucked up at all. Yeah. Like, I don't think Ferguson landed one elbow. Everyone else, he, like, bloodied up with fucking elbows. He didn't land one elbow. So... All right, well, that's uh, we that we'll have that conversation every week, I guess. We'll see whatever guests we get on. If Boom comes on, if Tatiana comes on, we'll talk to them about it. But even uh, Cejudo at UFC 249, because that's where this conversation started, retired. We talked to Eric about it. He said he's retired. He might not come back. Ali just did an interview and was like, we might see him back this summer. So who knows what the fuck's going on there? We almost we got to reach back out to Henry and try to get. I think. I think Ali. I think what Ali said. Yeah. I think the like we said. Ali's actually his manager. He can make public relations moves. Whereas Eric's just like his coach. He can't be like releasing secrets. Eric knows the game plan. You know what I mean? Eric's like his. I mean, Ali's his guy too, but like Albaracine's his guy. Like best friend, if you will. He's not. Yeah. You have to be like. Like, uh, Henry has to be like, hey, listen, I want you to tell people that, you know, I'm not really going to retire. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, it's uh, it's crazy. So I don't know what's going to happen with Cejudo, but he is retired right now. But a lot of talk about him possibly coming back. And then even when I listened back to last week's episode, we were talking about possibly him moving up to 45 and completely crushing the MMA history landscape. Like, Volkanovski be a tough fight for him. But imagine a world where he went up to 45 and grinded out Volkanovski. Like, I think it'd be... It would be a fun fight. 
a fun fight, but I think he he needs to grapple there. Like I don't think he's out. I agree. Yeah, he's not out striking. He would need to like Randy Couture, Tim Sylvia, like maybe catch him with a surprise right hand. But for the most part, he's got to work his takedowns and whatnot. Because we've been. Well, the thing is, I th- hang on. So I mean, the rip, like this this show was almost going to be called Styles Makes Fights, wasn't it? What? No, that's your. Oh, sorry, that was my. That was an episode I did for. Yeah, you used YouTube. to do. You used to do that all the time. Styles make fights. That was almost yeah, like. Where... That was like your preview card thing you used to do. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we we could where add that. Think... We, wait, we could add that segment. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Where you know. The the mover. You know, Volkanovski for pretty much everybody is to pressure fight them. Yeah. You mean? But when you pressure fight someone that's a really good wrestler, you're stepping into that range to be able to be taken down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, actually, Volkanovski does have some serious reach. And some crazy leg kicks. But... But we saw a couple fights where Cejudo struggled with leg kicks. It seems like he trained to, like, adapt to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, and even Cejudo on the fly, like, one of the most amazing performances was him versus, what's his name? Uh, Marlon Marais. Yeah, where he he was getting fucking eaten up, and then he adapted. And every time that he saw, it seemed like every time he saw Marais try to anything he just fired a straight right hand and was catching him every time yeah. like and even you'll attest to this from wrestling someone who wrestled their whole life most of their life and then went into mma the timing aspect of fighting is similar in both you know what i mean yeah like timing timing is like reaction time shit like that like henry cejudo has got some ridiculous reaction time so that would be on the side there but yeah Volkanovski's a big boy and henry is not the biggest guy but Olympian, high-level wrestling, gold medal. It is possible. I mean, what's Henry? He's like... 5'4"? Five, five, what? 5'4", maybe? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He's definitely not gigantic. Let me see. What's Henry Cejudo? Yeah, but fucking... Volkanovski's 5'6". Oh, my God. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, he's 5'4". I just Googled Henry Cejudo. And remember how he was having words with... um, What's his name? The guy from the uh, boxer. Oh, yes. Yes. Let me find this for you real quick. Are we, what, what, Rodriguez? No, Ryan Garcia. And I didn't realize. Ryan Garcia, yes. Like, did I know Ryan Garcia was good? Absolutely. Did I realize Ryan Garcia was as big as he is? No fucking chance. He's got like 6 million followers. He's fucking huge. So, Henry. Well, Cejudo, he's like Mexico's pride underneath Canelo, no? Yeah, that's what I see. It seems like. But he just posted. You remember. Uh, Os- and he tr- fights for Oscar de la Hoya. You remember. Yeah. Do you remember, let's see, remember Oscar De La Hoya had those photos where he was in like women's, uh, 
Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Uh, trying to find it. Henry Cejudo just posted that picture with Ryan Garcia's face photoshopped on it. Wow. Yeah. So do you think he's retired until he gets his boxing fight? Uh, maybe he's retired like until he gets big money, like something that we were talking about. There, you'll see because... that. There, you'll see that in a second if you're watching the uh, stream. Yeah, I see it. Oh, my God. If someone put that photo up of you, are you fighting them? Are you getting... Are you coming... Uh, I guess... Nah, Ryan Garcia's not retired. Henry's retired. So that's a retired fighter taking jabs at somebody else. But... Hen- oh, wow. Henry makes millions from that, fighting Ryan Garcia. Not Floyd Connor money, but millions. 50 mil? I mean... What'd you say, fifty? Yeah. If Connor made a hundred, uh, Ryan Garcia is nowhere near Floyd because uh, Floyd was right. the because what happened there. The reason Floyd makes so much money is because he is part of the promotion. You know, like he almost has like a. Uh, we'd have to ask Algeria next week, but I think Floyd has. Yeah, but the thing is, like, because Floyd was part, of, it was what was a hundred, and then Floyd got like three hundred. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Maybe more. Yeah, so what I'm saying is for this fight, what if it was 50 million, 50 million? Yeah, like insane. I, I, I'm sure you'd come out of retirement to fight anyone for that much, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'd quit right now. Like, yeah. I start training. So that's what's possibly next for Cejudo. Who knows? We'll have to get Ali back on and ask him and Cejudo and pick his brain on it. But then even, so he's retired. Aljamain is getting looked over again, it seems like. So Dana White at the post-fight press conference, I told you that, was like, they were like, what's next now that Cejudo's retired? He was like, and the reporter even said, Aljamain versus Peter Yan, and Dana's response was, Peter Yan versus somebody for the 135-pound title. Yeah. Maybe it's just... kind of like, because Dana White's always hooked up Matt Serra. It might be reading more into it. Like, he could have easily, in his head, been like, yeah, Aljamain, and just not said it. You know what I mean? Like, it just might have been wordplay or whatever, but he could have easily, though, too, been like, yep, next fight for the vacant title, Aljamain versus Peter Yan. Because remember, I told you, I had spoken to Aljamain. He said that he's getting Corey Sanhagen in June, is what it looks like. But then, but then Cejudo retired... And now it's up in the air. Like, Peter Yan was supposed to fight Marlon Marias. But now the thing is, Peter Yan is stuck in Thailand or Russia, wherever he is, and he can't get... He's going to be a Fight Island guy. You know what I mean? So right now, it's who wants to go to Fight Island and fight him. And Now, in terms of Fight Island, because Dana was missing some things like... How do you get to Fight Island? Private jets? Private helicopters? Well, you you asked. He didn't really answer that, right? No, you asked him that question directly, and he said, "We're going to have planes. We're going to fly." We are I go- know that, but like, what airline? Like, does the UFC got an airline that's like, okay, you you know, yeah, Delta, bro. The, what do you mean? I think when you have a few hundred million, and the owner of the UFC currently is Ari Emanuel, I think they have some private jets. They definitely have a tra- right. That's what I'm saying. Each fighter gets flown in on a private jet. Yeah. Oh, so even that, like, 
the way we talked to Luke and Luke was like the fights were because of the coronavirus, every fighter and his team on a bus. Is it going to be every fighter and his team on a jet? And they're not going to put people. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's what I was that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, like how do you get everyone there? I think they probably they don't have you know 12 or 13 fight cards, they probably have 9 10 fight cards and fly. I, I mean, you know, in, in all reality, it's probably everybody that's from the US flies to like fucking I don't know, Dallas, enters one plane there, flies over. Or it would you almost know, be like, more, like, you know, let's grab a few Russians and gather from Russia, you know? Well, even he said that they were setting up camps, kind of. So there are probably those type of guys that are fucking down that will go train however they can train on an island for six weeks and then fight. You know what I mean? For four weeks and then fight. So maybe that's something that they're possibly planning, like test the guy for coronavirus, fucking set it up. You know, who know who fucking knows at this point? Fight Island's definitely a um an out there thing. So you sent that to Kelleher and nothing? Yeah. I sent him yeah, the message. He has not read it yet. But another person I was trying to get on while we're on the Aljamain Peter Yan potential. So like I think Aljamain deserves it. Like Mariah. I mean, I mean, Four, but his last loss was a knockout to Marias. But Marias lost his title shot. He lost. And then he lost to Aldo. Or he beat Aldo, but he lost to Aldo. You know what I mean? Like, it was a close fight. Yeah. Yeah. Henry Cejudo retiring creates a little sticky situation, I guess. But. Give me Aljamain's last four wins, then. Okay, let's get it up there. Aljamain Sterling. I know Pedro Munez. Who's a fucking stud. Who's a stud. And who is, you know, top eight in the world, top ten. Uh, Pedro Munez was the last win. Jimmy Rivera, Cody Stamen, and Brett Johns. So, I mean, that's in the mix. Because then you could... Listen. All those guys are really good. Yeah, really good. You know what I'm saying? All, all top ten. None. Even what was Brett? Any of them main event guys. Okay, I see what you're saying there. Like he hasn't. Yeah, he's. That's what I, we said to him last time we talked to him. He's that win away. He's the Frankie Edgar win away from undeniable title shot. So like where. Yes. Where him versus Frank Yeager, he beats Frank Yeager, title shot. Where Peter Yan got there is he beat Faber. Granted, Faber was 40 years old, had only won one yeah, fight. But he beat someone before Faber. Who? Peter Yan. Yeah. Who did he beat before Faber? Let me see. Where I was like, yep. Who did? Oh, was it Rivera? Yeah, it might have been Rivera, but Aljo has a win over Rivera too. I understand that. But yeah, definitely what happened was for even the the casual... Yeah, it was Rivera right before that. He beat Dodson. But he's granted... He's one to... Finishes that. Uh, no, 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 he just finished Faber. 
And then he's got two other finishes over more unknown guys, but he's uh six and zero in the UFC. And then the win over Faber, like it doesn't matter if Faber's only won one fight in the last couple years. Faber is Faber. He's a huge, right. huge name as far as bantamweights go. So people know who. So that's that's where Aljamain's like missing the boat, if you will. He's like, like I said, he hasn't fought that pit, that main event guy yet. Yeah. So then, Aljo should. I mean, if you're the main event, you win. You get put like in t- like. Let's say I beat Korean Zombie. That probably would have put me in the mix to be know. in the mix to be in the mix. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But even I uh, fight away from a title. You know, like someone we were going to have on tonight, but he was training was uh, Piccinini. You see, Piccinini currently he's doing training sessions with Aljo. So I asked Aljo, I'm like, how is how are those sessions going? How is Piccinini doing? And he said he's got a really high ceiling because he's got a great starting point to work with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even that was something I was going to ask Kelleher because I know Kelleher did some work with Piccinini. Yes. So. So as well. Because even that, like, I saw Piccinini. You know, he like you know he's always shadow box on Instagram or Snapchat and shit like that. And I was like, you know what? I can help this man with a few things. Nick Piccinini. So like, yo, man, if you want to get support, he's like, yo, whatever. And then I see him with everybody else. I'm like, oh, uh, people are already like putting their hooks in him. I'm yeah. Like, yo, we want. Oh, no. He, he's a huge Menace fan, though. Oh, Nick yeah. Piccinini is the man. Yeah, like you're his guy. <laughs> like even that, like I think I, I, I think he thinks it's you messaging him. He didn't say flat out, like, yo, Menace, my boy. But I just got, like, he said one thing that I was like, oh, I think he thinks this is Menace messaging him. Uh, yeah. I said something about, yo, I'll, you know, come to the crib. I'll hold bits for you. And he's like, anytime. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a, because you're like his day one, if you will. You know what I mean? And as far as. I'm probably, yeah, I'm the first guy he knew in the UFC, probably. Yeah, no, and even. The fact that, like, the Rich Schaefer connection, the Lima connection, the Gregor connection. So, like, yeah, he was in Lima before he was anywhere else, MMA-wise. You know what I mean? So now if he's working out with the Sarah Longo guys, he's working out at AKA, there's always going to be Dennis Bermudez and the Lima guys that were, like, the they put the the seeds in first. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I know know, uh, pretty much any MMA gym I've ever trained at was like, yo, if he wants to come... Like, no charge, free privates, whatever. Like, we know this kid can make it. And even so... Like, Greg Deepasquad is like, when he finishes college, like, I want him to come here and train with us. So, Cejudo retired. Now, if Nick Piccinini starts fighting MMA tomorrow, is he the best collegiate wrestler at... Now, are there any other three-time... Was he, he wasn't a four-time, but he probably would have been a four-time, but they canceled the NCAAs. So it's like you can almost say he's a four time. Yeah, he asked if we could do what. Well, even that's a whole segment there is talking about that. Talking about how, what do you feel? You know, the NCAA is getting canceled. Because I remember when we had him on like a year ago, he said, This year is my, this upcoming year is my year. You know, it's my fucking senior year, whatever. I'm going to win fucking the national championship this year, but. It's a shitty feeling like the what if. He's going to live with that for the rest of his life. Yeah, the Rona. I wasn't a national champion, but if I was able, to, I could, you know what I mean? Well, 
what woulda, would shoulda, woulda. Would they give them another year, maybe, or no? There, what I heard is that they're giving the seniors in baseball an additional year. Yeah, so maybe they should do that with wrestling too. Wrestling was already like practically over. Yeah, it was really just you know the national tournament. Yeah, so if anything, you'll have one fucked up year or altered yeah, year. But in my head, yo, tell everybody that fucking made that tournament like, hey, August thirtieth, the tournament's going down for all Americans. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They whatever. Sh- they should fucking push back one year, or even say it's say they s- no, not even push back. I'm saying this August. Yeah, like, train your little asses off. Get ready. August thirtieth, the NCAA wrestling tournament is happening, and whatever you place, whatever you do, is what you get. Ooh, I feel like we need to hit up Jesse Jansen and put that on. He has nothing to do with NCAA. I'm no, saying. I'm saying we'll. Nothing to do with oh, NCAA. Like, hey, beat the streets is going to take the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Put it in. Yeah. Yeah, but it would probably have to be like a no fit, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. Flow, gra- no flow wrestling. UFC style. No fans, no nothing. Just a wrestler and his opponent on the mat. Referee. Scorekeeper 100 feet away. Menacing the man all the way up in the fucking skybox doing commentary on it. That's what I like. And then you just keep rotating in high-level wrestlers to be like, you know, we got this next upcoming match right now. Who do you think is going to win in this one? And you just hit up, go through the bracket of where they were ranked when the coronavirus happened, see who you think is going to be the... I'm pretty sure the bracket was already put together. Was it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, man, that's got to be fucking tough. But I'm pretty sure, like... He's a four-time. Is he Big Ten? Is Oklahoma State Big Ten? I'm not sure. Or Big Twelve or whatever. He would have been in it. Champion. He, he he definitely would have qualified for the national tournament if he wasn't already qualified. No, he qualified. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like the tournament was like a you know. But uh, he said, "Can we do Wednesday?" I was like, "Oh, Wednesday's tough because I know Menace always has the." The youngin. So we're, I told him next Monday. He was like, "We'll try to work that out." So can I go take a piss real quick? Yeah, if you need to, absolutely. All right, go get our next guest on. Fill in some time. Let's see what we got here. Seven. We can most like the. Eight here. Thinking West Coast time. Just trying to talk to Tatiana Suarez. Get her on at the moment. Kelleher was supposed to come. Hold that in for a little bit. You peed that quick? pull up to a stall and like the guy's already peeing i get in there i just fucking power my piss out and i'm like i'll leave before i'm like what like is that a thing do guys like pinch off like the pee sometimes like like 
Do you know what I'm saying, Stan? Has this ever happened to you? What? You go, like, there's already a guy at the store. He's already peeing. You pull up. You pee. He's still peeing. You're like, what? Are you, like, letting it dribble out? Like, what's going on in there? Yeah. No? Hold on. I'm, distra- I'm, dist- I'm distracted at the moment. I'm distracted. You said you could do two things at once, and judging by your actions, that was a lie. Who are you working on right now, Stan? Well, Tatiana Suarez, but I'm just going to actually go into Alp in a moment. Nothing back from Boom. Boom was all hyped up to come on. Maybe he's writing a rap song. Then he can come perform it on Menace and the Man. Did we get him to perform one time, or we told me he has to next time? No, you told him, and then we were like, "Yo, you want to make us a fucking intro song?" Yeah, we got a lot of uh, issues to tackle with Boom. But you know what'll happen is we're gonna wind up with the two people being like, "Yeah, I'll come now, I'll come now," and then we'll get two on top of each other, and I'll be like, "Uh." So what? We're a zoo. Yeah, but I'm not set up yet for that. I am, but I'm. No, we are, but then I would have to go to just using Zoom and not using our new little setup. Like, I got some splits. I got some shit. Like, yeah, I told you I had some things going. I got... Yeah, I've seen the splits. You didn't just hear that horn? I did not. That horn did not come through on your side. No, hit it again. Oh, so I don't know why that's not coming through an OBS. I mean, maybe it's going through on 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 the Menace the Man page. No, I don't think it is. Man, I gotta figure. That. All right, so there you go. I gotta figure that out because I had. Here's what I had for you that I thought you would let. Gilbert Burns versus Tyron Woodley, welterweight, May thirtieth. Yep. Location, TBD. Yeah, so they're either going to do it in Arizona or Vegas. They were going to just run it in Florida, but I think Dana wanted to get the Apex and Vegas open, so he's waiting for that. Which is fucking crazy. Like that, you have seen... Arizona's letting people run around free. But even that Vegas, like, they've done so much for fighting. I, I Like, um, making money in fucking Vegas, the UFC. That the UFC can't just put on shows in Vegas with precautions and their document and whatnot. Like, it wasn't just a done deal right when they tried to. Is beyond me. Like, they should be at the apex with fucking 10 people or limited amount of people and all their testing and whatnot. But Vegas, I guess... Is not quick to the draw to let them let them go, but they should be. Yeah, but UFC brings a lot of money because they bring in a ton of fans. Um. Oh yeah. If yeah. there's no fans, they're not bringing. Okay, but uh, but even that, they've brought in a lot of money in the past. So just give them. Right. The, give, okay. Yeah. Give me this card now, so that way when shit starts popping again, we're gonna be bigger than ever. And we're going to bring that much more money to Vegas. You know what I mean? But we'll see. So even uh, another topic of discussion that's been going on lately is you see John Jones and Francis Ngannou having a little back and forth. Oh, yeah. I'm into that. 
I'm into that. Well, the thing is, I I mean, because of the, so John Jones fucked up, right? He got another DUI. It's the UFC is probably was like, yep, we gotta cut him. We're done with him again. And he's like, nah, you're not. Let me make a humongous fight by talking shit to maybe the UFC's strongest man. Like, I don't know. Most powerful guy. I don't know. How do you see that fight going? To be honest with you, I think John Jones wins. I think John Jones pieces him up. I just think John Jones can't get hit with a fucking. Who's got the longer reach? Probably Jones. Because I know Jones has had a, the longest reach behind like Struve and maybe one other guy. Like the scariest thing with Jones is there have been fights where Jones mails it in. Like the greatest line ever, in like top five greatest lines ever in MMA history was him in DC. And DC tried to say, like, you're a fucking bum, you're a drug addict, whatever. And he was like, that was one of the greatest weekends ever. He's like, cocaine one night, your ass the next. So, he, <laughs> you know, he fucking partied the night before, the week before, whatever. And then fucked yeah. up DC, who's an Olympian. Uh, one loss at heavyweight. The one Stipe loss. Before that, he was undefeated at heavyweight. And then even if you look at him... He has the one Stipe loss, and then who are his other losses to? John Jones. And now, we've talked about this before. So there's almost like a... You ever see like baseball? It's kind of like, it's kind of like DC and John Jones each have Nagano's arm, and they're trying to pull him one way or the other. Yeah, well, DC's been talking about it too. He said if he can't get Stipe, he'll fight Nganu, but it's got to be for the title. Like he's not fighting... Now, why wouldn't Stipe fight? Stipe is using the, or not using the, but saying, like, I, I can't train right now. My coach is not training right now. My gym's not open. So Stipe has the mindset of, I need a camp. I need to get in the gym. Similar to why Amanda Nunes didn't fight at the last card. She didn't fight Felicia Spencer. Okay. She said, I want a training camp. I want to at least whatever I could do, some type of camp for. And I 1 million percent understand that as a champion. You know what I mean? Like, I worked so fucking hard to get here, I'm not fighting on two weeks' notice, three weeks' notice, and risking it all. You know what I mean? But then even, I I, I forget who said it. I saw some, oh, uh, Curtis Blades was saying with Stipe, he's like, I know why Stipe's not fighting or not rushing to fight because he's getting up there in age and he has all these big sponsorships. So if he jumps into a fight right now and loses, all those sponsorships go away. You know, like I heard Modelo pays a couple hundred grand for their sponsorship and all these other fucking Call of Duty and all these other whatever other sponsors he's involved like John with. John Deere, right? Or what, what tractor? Yeah, like they pay big money. So if you're not the champion, you're not getting that sponsorship. So the- Because he had the lawnmower sponsorship when he was a champion. He lost. I didn't see him any commercials about lawnmowers or on his Instagram about him riding lawnmowers. He becomes champion again. Hey, he's back on that lawnmower. Yeah. So, and I can see that. I can get that. But, and I also get the times right now. I know Ohio was one of those states that had like questionable how bad it was and whatever. 
So who knows? Like if you can't get into the gym and you don't want to build a home. Oh, and then even that. He said, I can't get into the gym. So Fuji Mats hit him up, like slid in him on like some dumb shit and was like, yo, we'll build you a fucking gym. We got mats for you. Let us know what you and oh, the guy even said, like, send us a credit card number and you're good. We'll get you some fucking mats. So. I don't know. Crazy shit going down right now in the MMA world. Nope, we got Alp Oz Killer joining us. I mean, I don't know. I've been around Steve's wife up? one time. Oh shit. What's good, Alp? What's Alp, good with what's you up, guys? dude? What's up, bro? What are you doing? I was I walked inside to I was in my friend's backyard. I walked in to grab my drink. And I'm walking outside. It's so much nicer to outside right now. What are you on your phone? Are, are you on your phone, Alp? I am. I was trying to should I try to get on my computer? No, phone's fine. I was going to say, just turn your phone sideways and we'll get a better uh, view of uh, you. No, because, you know, I told you um, I'm working on some YouTube stuff. So I have a friend who is tech savvy and uh, I'll try to show you. Can I flip the camera around to show you? No, fuck it. Like I was, we were just trying to, we were actually working on this today. And then I was telling him, I was like, hey, I'm going to be on my buddy's podcast. So, but, oh, next time. Oh, what do you got going on over there? What are you working on? Uh, my buddy's like I said, he's tech savvy. He was just helping me with some uh, setups, uh, like his camera and like other stuff. Okay. I'm figuring it out as we go. So, what's the game plan? You're gonna start the Alp Ozkillick show? I actually have a couple of good names that I that we came out with. That's I think the biggest part right now for me. Um, well, you gotta have a name. You guys have a sick name, for example. You know, it is a um, good one. Yeah, you guys have a pretty good name. <laughs> what are you um, thinking? Um, I don't know. Should I tell you guys yet? <laughs> well, yeah. let's do some brainstorm. Let's throw it around. Let's mix it up. Let's. Okay. I'll give you my input. Okay, yeah. Actually, you guys are very creative. Yes, let me actually tell you guys. Okay, first one and the one I'm leaning towards is I'll take an Oskolich Global. So I could actually make. I could actually go with AOG. Like it could be a good, nice logo. You know what I mean? What did you say? Okay. Alp, so it's pretty Alp. much my initials. So it's pretty. Alptekin Oskilich Global. So it's AOG. You know what I mean? Okay. What are you thinking? What do you think? Do you have it? Can I hear them all? Uh, the way I only have two. Other one is... <laughs> other one is... I mean, there's multiple, obviously. Other one is uh, Happy Hour with Alptekin Oskilich. How about that one? Okay. And now are you going to be... Dr- I, your you- name is hard to say. Look, I know have it is. I know it is. Out of it. I know it is, but I am going to go with my name, man. It is my name, and people are going to learn it. Okay. Okay. Well, well that's, I mean, yeah, that's know, the idea, it, too. Once, once you, it's a very unique name. Once you, once you learn how to say it, it's actually not that hard. It, it's, it's like the game Tekken, right? It's Alp Tekken. It's like the game Tekken. And my last name isn't that hard. It's, you know, who, you know who Dr. Oz is, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Right? So. It's just like that. Dr. Oz is Turkish too. So it's Oz Kilic. Instead of just Oz, it's Oz Kilic, right? So you just got to put a little effort into it, Dennis. Come on. Listen, when you're talking, like, hang on. We, didn't, we haven't made it yet. I'm in my basement. We're not, you know. But uh, <laughs> people don't want to think a lot. They don't. They don't they want, like, yep. just instant, yep. like, let me just receive. Yep. yep. But also, um, what I'm trying to do is, first of all, I'm really trying to have fun with this, right? Like, this whole question. Right, obviously. Yes. 
just oh, and I'm not trying to make anything out of it. I just have, I'm just lucky to have friends that are famous and friends that are willing to help me just do something with this, right? And I'm not just talking about like my friends in the States, but I have also a bunch of friends back in Turkey who are celebrities and, you know, from NBA all-stars to uh, reality show stars to fighters, you know what I mean? So like, and and I've been getting great feedback so far. So everybody's like, even Stan, you know, Stan and I texted back and forth. He's like, dude, you're, you're doing good. You know what I mean? So like then that gives me a drive and then, I know there are a lot of shows out there, but you know, somebody's going to find what's unique in you. So somebody's going to watch you for who you are, you know? Yeah. I think the more shows, the merrier. And there's always going to be people that go towards your shit. You know what I mean? Like you'll always find your yeah. crowd. If you just produce the content. Yeah. Look, this is what I, this is what I say. There are, how many people are in the world? What? Like, right. Like what? Billions of people. Right. So I'm sure I can find, about a million people who like me. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a fucking nightmare. And even that, you're the Turkish MMA fighter. Who else is a Turkish MMA fighter? Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was the first one. I mean, there's, there's Gokan Saki right now in the UFC, and you know he's not very active. But look, I'm always gonna be in the history books for being the first one. So why not, why not, you know, do something with it? Yeah, you're the trendsetter. And then even like what I, I saw, I mean, you know, I like, I like, you're doing the, I like that. Yes. That I am a trendsetter. I like that. And even you're doing the MMA, uh, the Instagram lives I saw. And obviously, yeah, yeah you've been it, trained in California. You trained on Long Island. You got a lot of friends and people. And then I yeah. saw you even talk. I couldn't understand what you were saying to the Turkish guys when you were speaking Turkish, but even like yeah. watching your interviews with Al, uh, Iaquinta and Al Jermaine, yeah. you have a good flow. So a hundred percent. Yeah. It, that you should definitely yep. get yeah, into this. I, I, I appreciate it. So it did start, like I said, it started with just some IG lives just to kill some time and catch up with my own friends. And then, you know, the more better, you know, the better feedback I got, I was like, you know what, let me hit up more of my friends and see see what we can do. And then, uh, and I got more. And Dana popped, more, right? Oh, yeah. Dana popped into the one I did with Al. And he actually, like, conversed with us. He was actually interacting. That's when he said, um, this was the day before he announced it on ESPN that that um, that Florida car was happening. Yeah. And he said Fight Island was it was a nice back and forth interaction. You know that definitely brought a lot of attention to to you know one of my and I think a bunch of MMA websites uh, featured my video with with Al. But and then I also have a lot of other friends from Turkey that are way more famous out there, like you know bigger names like for for Turkey. You know what I mean? And, when are you uh, gonna put on the Man's the Man show? Say it again. When are you gonna put him on the Menace of the Man show? Uh, uh whenever you want. You, I, I got you. Uh, Monday. Do uh, whenever, sure. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to be on there to translate for you. So. That's what I was gonna say. If they speak, uh... if they speak English, yeah. <laughs> um, like a lot of them, a lot of them don't. That's why maybe I got a lot more views when I did it with my Turkish friends because uh, it was like some of them. We got like up to seven, eight thousand views just doing just doing Instagram live with some of them, and then so let's let's get like a little bit more about Alp, right? So how old are you now, Alp? Uh, I don't know if I want to talk about that, Dennis. Yes, I do. I've been twenty. I've been twenty nine for the last five years. So twenty nine. So, so you're the 30, 31, 32, 33, 34. You're thirty four. You're 34? 
<laughs> Where are you living now? Yep, I'm, th I'm 34. Yes, California. Oh, you're in Cal California. Yeah, I've been here. I've been here for for a little over three years now. Yeah, I remember when you moved out there, and you were yeah, trying. Yeah. Yes, that, yes, that's when you were. And yes, I. Um, you might have, you know, you know, might have been a little upset with me back then because I was still fighting, and you know, you were trying to help me. You were, um, you know. You oh no, no. Well, I was yeah, never yeah. upset with you at all. I was yeah. trying to. Yeah. I appreciate that because we I were on the same that. team. Look, yeah. Yes, I appreciate that because another part of this whole thing I'm doing right now, like me, me being able to get some friends on my on my IGs and stuff, because I have good credit with people. Like I have, you know, they're, you know, I've I've done good to them and they're nice to me, so they don't mind when I call someone. Even like you and I, when we text back and forth for someone to get on your show, I, I can call these people and hey, ask for a favor. Like you know what I mean? So, I I don't like being in, you know, I don't like doing wrong to anybody, and I I just I don't know. In my mind, I'm like. If you're not going to like me, you're not going to like me, obviously. I don't care about that. But, like, I don't want to be the guy who did wrong at the end of the day. You know well, I mean? wait. Why, Alp? Did you ever think I was upset with you? Um, No, but that's that's my that's my principle. Because, like, we were talking about you were trying to help with my fighting career. But when I moved out here, so I went I went a different direction. Yeah, but no, not at all. Being, they're just, that's just me you being made the right decision, Alp. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if anything, I was just middleman and trying to talk to promotions and help get you fights. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, it didn't work out. My body didn't hold up that much. You know, I'm I'm in peace with myself now that I, I left it behind me. For a while, I didn't want to accept the fact that I had to be done, you know? Yeah, and the only reason I was in that position is because a lot of the people who put on shows, I became like drinking buddies with. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, oh, I'll throw, Al I'll throw Alp in the mix. That works, yeah. I, I appreciate it. Whenever you guys are drinking, please holler at me. Yeah. I'm a good drinking buddy. Oh, yeah. And then even I remember the one after party, the UFC Atlantic City. I don't remember if Dennis was there, but I remember talking to Sean Shelby about Alp. And Sean Shelby was yes. like, yeah, he was like, you tell Alp, he gets a couple fights and he's in all day. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was a big fan of yours. Yes, he, Sean Shelby and I always had a good relationship, and so 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 uh, with Mick, Mick Maynard. You know, I fought for Mick Maynard actually, and you know, I was always a good company man, and I was always respectful and nice with them. I was professional, and he had nothing but nice things to say about me. It, and I knew he wasn't a good man of the shot. It's just it was just about me not feeling as healthy. I just knew where I was when I was healthy, and I know what I'm capable of doing now. You know, it's not, you know, I think I made the right decision because life goes on. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'll probably live till I'm 70 at least. I don't know. So I just don't want to be hurt. right now, except for this. He's pushing for YouTube. Are you working? Are you just training? Yeah, yeah, I've been, I actually, so actually the part of why I moved here was I was working on, I had a business opportunity here uh, at the same time. You know, I was, I had more opportunities to train here. Right. So, and, um, yeah, I have a I have a little business going on on the side, and I'm still coaching and stuff. You know, I'm still obviously in the gym, and you know, I'm still involved in the fight game, training people, helping friends with their fights and stuff. But um, yeah, my family and I do import export. You know, I I have something going on here with them. You know, and again, me being a global person always comes in handy. You know, what are you doing illegal shit? you I feel like you're like bouncing around with it. Yeah. El, 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 El Chapo right here. El Alpo. <laughs> oh, all right. Very oh, cool. whoa. That could, that that's new, that's the name. name for my show. That's, that's the name the right name. there. Yes, Sam. Yes. There you Say go. Say it again. What's the name of your show, Al? El Chapo. 
or or Al Alpo. Either which one? Write them both down on paper and start passing that idea around. Either El Chop, El Alpo, or Al Chapo. <laughs> I like oh. El Apo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's actually yeah, El, Ch- El, Ch- El Chapo means what? Short? Is that what it means? What does it you mean? Speak Spanish, Dennis. Is, doesn't it mean like a short, like a shorty or something? Dennis, do you speak Spanish? I'm a fake Puerto Rican, dude. Oh, God. So All right. One of them. Where in California are you? You're probably next to a Mexican right now. Uh, no, Huntington Beach is about three hours oh, from okay. Mexico. Oh, so you're next to some basic bitches and shit like that, like white people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot oh, of white people. They'll be out oh, there next oh, weekend. God. Yeah, I love basic bitches. You Bro, know. <laughs> Huntington Beach, Menace. You've been there. Yeah, you went to. You were out there many times. I have. When I went out to Newport Beach, I was like, this is fucking heaven. Heaven. Yeah. Bro, I'll tell you. Good thing I didn't move here when I was in my, my prime while I was fighting. Because yeah. I wouldn't be able to train. Like they, And I know good people. Like I have good network here now. Like I'm able to party when I want to. Like I get to go to some sick parties. I'm like... I'm glad I'm more mature now and I go out as much as I want to go out. Like, nobody really influences me. You know what I mean? So it could have been bad if I was, like, young and dumb, like, dumber. I'm still dumb, but, like, what if I was dumber? <laughs> you know? So. But, yeah, you got to do the same thing that Menace is doing with Menace and the Man. Use your blood money, your the relationships you've built up over the years of putting in fucking work, and just, you could definitely turn it into something. Look yeah. at, look at yeah, yeah, and- Rogan, yeah, Shab. Everybody, you know, there's some podcasts out there. Bisping, Matt Serra with Unfiltered. There's definitely a lane for guys to yeah. do something. And, and again, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to think like, well, everybody's doing it because like that kind of brings me down sometimes. I'm like, do I want to do what everybody's doing? Not that I'm trying to compete with any of these big guys, obviously. I just want to have your ass, huh? Yes, we'll kick your ass. Yeah. You can kick my ass and I would probably kick Stan's ass. So, okay, I'll take it. Oh, no, I was good, Out. We never trained together. No, me and Out never trained together back in the day. No, we never did. But, I mean, yeah, it's true. I shouldn't make assumptions. You're you're a tough guy. First of all, you're from New York. I I'm fucked sure up. Hold your own. Uh, well, 125. I remember I fucked up Scott Jorgensen when he came in the gym. Oh, no way. He was 125. Yeah, Stan, you're four weight classes above him. You that's what I, That's what I'm saying. He was 125, yeah. yeah. I wonder, yeah, Scott Jokinson, man, he was from some of the good times. Like, it's interesting, and I'll tell you guys here, too. So people always ask me how I got into the UFC and how I, you know, yada, yada, yada. I didn't know what the UFC was I up until I even started training. Like, I knew of the UFC, but I never, like, sat down and watched a fight in a bar or something. One of the first shows I ever watched was WEC. So I was still in college, and I had one of the campus houses, like one of the college houses. And my buddy hooked up, uh, um, you know, fake, uh, illegal cable, like you know, and I had I had versus channel versus on my on my cable, and so WC was one of the first first shows I even I even saw, and like one of the first guys was Faber, Dominic Cruz, Brian Bowles, um, Razor Rob, Donald Stroni, Scott Jorgensen. I didn't even know Scott Jorgensen's name at the time. I'd be like the guy with the uh, with the messed up skin, like that's how I would call him. I didn't know his name. Like, I didn't know you had favorite name. I would just call him the California kid. Like, I was so new to it. You know what I mean? So, but now, hey, look look where I am, you know? Oh, yeah. You've been around, around the world and back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's for sure. What's going on with you guys? Well, funny thing. So, Brian Kelleher was supposed to come on. You know Kelleher, right? Boom. Yeah, yeah of course. 
He wrote, dude, my apologies. I shouldn't have smoked weed earlier. I fucking passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I told my buddies, I came to my buddies, and I brought a couple of swishers on my way here, but I was waiting. I was like, I don't want to get stupid. I was like, I'll wait till I'm done with uh, with this, and then I'll join you guys. Oh, you could have smoked on the show. The only person, uh, we've had only one person, I think, smoke weed on the show, and that was Crazy Horse. Well, it's legal in California. Do not call Felony. Felony. Felony Charles Bennett. I apologize. It, it's it's legal. It's legal in California. Hold on. You know what? Hold on a second. Yo, he rolled it the whole night. Okay, what are the blunts? Bro. Please. Okay, okay. I would... I mean, look, I'm used to, I'm a trend stater, right? That's what you said. Yep. So I may not be the first one with this, but I'll still make it to the list. Oh, yeah. This is your second appearance, your first time on video. So right now, this is like a, your pilot episode for Al Chapo. Oh, oh hell yeah. Okay. But again, I got to kind of keep that away from the Turkish community because it's still not, it still doesn't look great. But I am also, I am who I am. Like, I have no secrets. And that's, I think, big. Like, I'm not trying to create a, a fake image where I'm not a role model, man. I'm not, I never try to be a role model. I am who I am. Yeah. Right, you know? crew? You're over here repping crew on your shirt, your hat. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> no. Crew? Nothing. It's my crew. It's me and my team versus everybody else. Is that your brand? Is that? Oh, no, no, just... no. This is actually, you know, you know, you know, uh, you know, Supra. The, the, it's like, it's like a skateboarding brand like man's. It's a California thing. Oh, okay. But so you, yeah, yeah. But people always ask, but well, Supra isn't as big anymore, but it's still one of my favorites. And um, and it, see, like, it gets a lot of attention. Like, nobody knows what it is. You know what I mean? So you're on Menace and the Man here, Alp, dressed like a 29-year-old skateboarder. I didn't, 34. I didn't want to say 40, yeah. I didn't want to go 40. Stan. Stan is nicer. That famous Conor McGregor yeah, line. He's definitely nicer. Because when you first came on, I'm like, dude, with your beard long... You look like Bin Laden. <laughs> oh, God. I definitely trimmed it a little better when this whole quarantine thing started. Dude, I looked bad. Like, I was like, I, and I actually was not going to even trim it. Do I you like, always oh, go to a barber to get it trimmed down or? No, I do it. I actually invested in a good trimmer from Costco. I actually do it myself at home and it's super easy. And I think I do an okay job. Well, even out. Listen, Wait. Nah, I'm used to like clean cut out. So. You with yeah. this beer, I'm like, God damn, he does look like he's from over there. Well, even you, I don't know. I'm gonna ask Stan. Stan, what do you think? What the beer? The beer looks great. The thank beer, you, thank but you. even all right, guys, great. But he he looks like. Oh, there we go. Alpha Oskilix in the club. Cheers. Oh, wow. When um when you trained here, you were just with Longo, or did you ever go to Belmore? I actually, he he was all over the place. Yeah. You got Long yeah. May. He he was like uh Algermain when Algermain first moved to Long Island. Long, Algermain was at Long Island May. He was at uh uh yeah. Law Alp Long Island May Belmore kickboxing. He was he was like he would go anywhere. Well that's what I was going to are say. You talking, are you talking about Alger or me? You and you I, now. First Aljo, then oh. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aljo's story was a bit different. I know his story, but I'll tell you like how mine ended up being. So when people ask, and again, I'm comfortable talking about this now because I'm in peace with myself, right? So I definitely, I should have never left my first. I, I, I came, I moved to New York at, from St. Louis, right? That's where I started doing mixed martial arts. 
I mean, I had lived in New York before. Dennis knows. I wrestled at NASA with Ally Kunta, Chris Slade, and Wideman was before us. You know, Jay Hiram went to NASA. We all went to the same school. There are actually good names came out of that school. Andre Harrison was my teammate. Phil you Baroni. Know, a lot of us made it. Yeah, a lot of uh, uh, Phil Baroni was. Be- yeah, Phil Baroni was before me. Yeah. Um. So. Here's the, after I look, I didn't enjoy my life in St. Louis. I lived in a small town called St. Charles, Missouri, right? Whitest town ever. No diversity, nothing going on. Like I would have to drive 45 minutes to go get even like the basic cultured food. If I, you know, something closer to my culture, you know what I mean? Or it's just, it was different. You know, no disrespect to anybody. When you're as international as I am, you want a little bit of diversity. You know what I mean? You just want to feel good, comfortable. And people loved me in that time. Don't get me wrong. Everybody loved me and respected me. But even like with the music I listened to or the way I dressed, I always looked like a different. I looked so different to them. And like I didn't have a lot of, I didn't have a lot of common with the people there. So I was already like, I didn't enjoy my life. I didn't enjoy the weather there, the whatever. Like, you know, just personal shit. And once I got in, I was already looking for different teams just to get out of there. Which, and again, I still talk to my coach. My coach name is Mike Rogers, right? From the small ass town gym, we had guys to the UFC, we had, we had guys to Bellator, we had guys to Strike Force. You know, a bunch of us got bonuses. Like we all did great. Like my coach did great for all of us, and I should have never left him. But I got his blessing even after I left him. I even, you know, I'm still in touch, and I even, I was even able to pay him a couple times after some of my other fights after I left him, just to show him my gratitude, and. It's just literally one night. I, I was either gonna go to, I was either gonna go to Alliance in San Diego, or I was gonna go back to New York where most of my friends were, you know. And literally, I talked to Eric Dalfiero. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about coming. I literally told him yes. Like in two weeks, I'm moving there. And then over one night, I just made the decision to go to move back to New York. And I had met Keith at the time, Belmore. And I actually met Keith at one of my fights. He was cornering Ryan Lafair. And I met him. I told him I was going to come visit. Uh, I was going to go visit my friends. And I was like, hey, can I stop by the gym and work out? And, you know, we'll talk about things. And he said yes. And it just, it wasn't the best fit for me. You know what I mean? It, I have nothing against Keith. I think he's a great coach. The whole thing there, you know, I was just, I don't know. I was maybe depressed with my life. And I just wanted to get out of San Louis, if that makes sense. And yeah, But sure. I ended up being in New York. Because, look, New York, I have so much respect for people that are from New York. It is not easy to live there, especially if you're training. Even like you trying to go to a different gym or like trying to go get your physicals done for work, for, for fights. Like sometimes you have to go to Queens and drive and, you know, like ton of different shit, man. Like it's just not easy. You know what I mean? Whereas well, I mean, life was- I, well, I can see your stress coming from it. And I, I hated it because we both came from a wrestling community where it's like, yo, train there, train there, train there. Dope. Exactly. Where exactly. these MMA schools have like jujitsu kind of like politics, yeah, like you and play po- here and politics. Yes, you're right. And po- over there. You, you say it again. Like you train here. What do you? What's over there? Why would you train over there? You know what I mean? It's exactly. kind of like this. And, and and in this situation, it's the fighters that are also being treated wrong. You know what I mean? Like coaches and the gym owners always kind of look after themselves. But like as a fighter, I should be able to go get what's best for me. You know what I mean? I Nobody thought really... you did an awesome job because you trained at three, four different gyms when they'd be like, yo, why don't you just train here? You're like, I just, yeah. I know it's good work over there. It's, it's, and it's, and it's not, it couldn't be argued kind of like, yes, Aljamain was, was a better training partner for, 
you know, for you than I was in certain departments. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, it was good and bad. I was able to go train with everybody, but at the same time, I didn't really belong to a team where I actually, like, when I trained, Keith was my head coach. He was my, he was my main gym. But and then I hung out with Sarah Langa guys a lot more because, like, we didn't really have a team thing in Belmore, right? Which, yeah. and I, again, I have nothing against those people. Look, Keith helped, did his best for me. It was just not my, in the long run, it just didn't work for me. Yeah. I think he's an amazing coach. And I got this compliment to after, after I was able to, you know, after this, you know, after a while I started training with Keith, people were, your stand-up got so much better. And I think he's a great stand-up coach. But then I would only do, you know, a certain amount of mitts with him, and then I would have to go get other training elsewhere. And I was kind of like yeah, running I my own training I was in the same shoes. And, I was in the same yeah. shoes as you. Yeah, exactly. Like I knew I there was like, really good grappling over at, uh, like, Sarah Longo's. Yeah, so I'd go yeah. to – Matt Sarah's jiu-jitsu classes like once a week. I would hit mitts with Keith. Yeah. Then I would do like MMA, a long on MMA and get some wrestling in. I would go to Hofstra and get wrestling in. I know you spent a lot of time in Hofstra wrestling. Oh, yes. And as a wrestler, because my mentality was this. As a wrestler, I had to go get wrestling training, put my shoes on, go, go, you know, be able to beat up college kids. Then I would feel confident. Like I would be like, okay, I got this. Because yeah. if I'm in shape and hanging with those guys, and again, I was just telling somebody about this. When the other day, when Henry Cejuda said, you know, like Weston, his Olympic medal is the best thing he's ever done in his life, on top of all the belts he got in the UFC, right? Like he says, wrestling is the hardest sport. But I was explaining to somebody and I really got goosebumps. Even like me, I had to go grind and get some wrestling practice so that I, I would feel like I'm in shape, you know? But, you know, again, but I kind of ran my own training. So. And not that I cheated with training, it just maybe because like my coach in St. Louis was more like a father figure. Like he helped me do everything. You know, even like summertime, like he never charged me a penny since day one. You know what I mean? Like I was just comfortable with the guy. Like, you yeah. know, and he wasn't and and he was a guy, he wasn't that much involved in training. Like he wouldn't hold pads. Like he was I've been the there and, and that's yeah. a that's a shitty part from wrestling to MMA. I've been there a few times where like yes. in wrestling Someone would take their time of the day and spend hours with you every day to help you because they just want to see you do good. In the yeah. MMA, you'd fight, boom, 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 and they're like, yo. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, I'll, I'll tell you, you how good check of, yet? You're like, oh, I yes. didn't know. And I'll tell you how good of a guy was my, my, was my MMA coach was. And he was, he was a high school wrestling coach first, Mike Rogers, right? And please, whoever is listening, look up San Charles MMA and see who, who came out of that gym. Like, great, very underrated. One of the best gyms in the Midwest is just a bunch of tough people and a great head coach that cares about everybody as a human being. Like, he's a very genuine person. And I think that energy, that chemistry really, really matters in this sport. It does, you know? And even Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley came out of the gym. He never talks about it because I don't know why. Ask him. My coach was Tyron Woodley's high school wrestling coach. My coach was my coach put Tyron into Mizzou, helped him get in there. My coach started him in MMA. He got him into strike force, and then my coach said, "Hey, like you need to, you need, you need a manager now. Like this is how much I can do." And then Tyron went a different way. That's his choice, and whatever. Like he never really even tries to honor those people by mentioning their names, the team's names, and, and my coach's name. But that's his decision. I, you know, I, there's nothing I can say about that. Well, Wood, but, uh, Wood, maybe, Wood, wait, Woodley fell in and out of in and out of love with them. Uh. Yeah, I mean, he thought he was better than everybody. Maybe at the end of the day. After oh wait, you, you didn't get you didn't get the joke. That's that song that he sings. 
Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, maybe yeah. I didn't because I don't listen to him. I'm sorry. Oh. I don't listen I've to only him. heard one Tyron Woodley song, Stan. I heard yeah. "I'll Beat Your Ass" and I personally thought That's it was it. terrible. Bro, and I it was he got terrible. roasted recently because he had a song. Yeah, he had a song like "I Keep Falling In and Out of Love with You, In and Out of Love with uh, You," and it was the worst what? song. Oh, okay, thank you. We're on the same yeah. page. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, because I mean, I, hey, look. If I don't like it, I'm I'm gonna say it, so. Yeah, no, we love Woodley here, but we gotta we gotta call a spade a spade. But even uh, yeah. out before we let you get out of here, a question we want to ask everybody we get on for the coming yeah. time: Justin Gaethje versus Khabib. Who do you think wins? You know what? I think I'm gonna pick uh, Justin Gaethje this time. Ooh, really? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we. I would thought you'd been Khabib all day. Look, I don't get me wrong. I'm a Khabib guy. I do love. I love representing my. You know. Calls like there. I'm gonna if, if between the two. I'm gonna pick the pick. You know, he comes from my area, like my, you know, kind of my people. Background. Yeah, but you didn't like, pick him. I, I would pick him, but I'm I'm making you a technical. Uh, you know, what I say makes sense. I think a logical. So you're I'm going my logical for opinion. Khabib. You but you think that's how we that's how we when we tell people who you think is a win. Who do you yes. want to win? But well, yes. Win. We, I we, want Khabib to I want Khabib to win, but I think Justin Gaethje will win this time. Okay. Okay. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, we picked yeah. we we all picked Gaethje over Ferguson. Okay, at, I at, didn't. Not you, Stan. You piece of shit. What'd you say? Not you. Not me. What did I What did I say? Oh, you wanted Tony to win, though, didn't you? No, that was Cru- oh. that was Cruz Cejudo. I wanted uh, I wanted okay. Cruz to win, but I thought Cejudo was going to win. I picked Gaethje all day. What do you mean? Uh, Take that back. <laughs> hey, that's that's between you guys. I don't yeah. want to be in the middle of this. <laughs> you know, menace. He's a he's a mean cat. But out. Uh, yes. But, but out. I'll definitely slide in the DMs. I want to know more about the show. We'll definitely course, do. We'll, we will definitely yes. do something else in the future. Yes, I would love to have both you guys on there. Hopefully, if you stand, you know, if you let me, I think it'll be a, you know, if you save a couple hours of your of your time, and uh, I am gonna call you actually personally and ask you a couple more questions about this whole thing. So yeah, all day. I was gonna slide in your DMs and say, "Out, let's set up a show." I didn't know you were already working on one, so 100. percent Let's do whatever we yeah, gotta yeah, do. But um, I would love to have you guys, you know, every once in a while as a co-host or, or whatever you want to do. But you know, you have my number. You have the slide. You bet your bomb dollar. Absolutely out. So we'll we'll we'll, right. we'll touch base again when a fight's coming up. We'll either yes. get we'll either get you on for a fight companion or we'll get you on for some pics or something. And awesome. we'll thank you. I appreciate that, Stan. That's thank you. Thank Absolutely, you. we'll definitely be in touch. Out, you're the man. Of course, for sure. Thank you guys for having me. Good seeing you guys. Thank you Bye, for the buddy. time. Enjoy Bye. Cal. Enjoy California. Well, do oh you oh you back. Alp, the Turkish delight, Ozkilik. I'm a big Alp fan. Yeah. Like, you know what it is when you meet a guy and you just bullshit with him and you're like, oh, okay, there's no ego here. He's fucking cool. Yeah, he, he, you know, he means well. He, if he can show you something or help you something or help you train, he's in. He's one of those guys that like, ah, yeah. I have to eat right now. And you and him used to frequent the Hofstra dressing room. I've seen some photos. Yeah, he was one of the other guys I'd see in there. Like, not like, hey, Alp, want to go to Hofstra Wrestle? Like, I'd go in there. He's already in there. I'm like, yo, what's up, motherfucker? Alp thought he was going to beat me up. <laughs> He's like five. What? Alp was like, I'll beat up Stan. I was like, wait, what? What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about, Alp? You're like fucking five foot three. 
I'm huge compared to you. Like even oh, yeah, he, hang on, he only knows small stand. He only know, but even he, he only knows 185 pound stand. Bro, but even small stand. Like I love Alp. I would never fight Alp. But even um, the only 135er that ever tapped me or anything was Loro. Any time, uh, any time, and you at 45. There's no other 45er or 35er that ever did anything to me. Because it was, you know how it is. If What would you do to a 25er? Other than like Cejudo, you know what I mean? Or like the right. top three. Size matters. But Alp's the man. I love Al Chapo. That's the greatest name. Al Chapo. Yes. We did not do any fucking giveaways. So we'll figure, how about this? Give me an Instagram live one day this week and we'll give away some shit. I got some menace worn UFC hats to give out. You have some G Fuel, some Terp House. Well, just basically, we want people to. Here's how you enter to win: some G Fuel, some Turp House, and some UFC hats. You simply share Menace and the Man, and tag us, and that's how you enter to win. Winners will be no. They got tag three friends. Tag three friends and share share the Menace and the Man page and tag three friends. We'll come up with something. But I want to start. I have. Came up with a stand. But even I'm saying we have a box full of Turp House shit. We got, we're not going to give away your G Fuel Tower, but G Fuel, one of our sponsors. I got a bunch of fucking G Fuel right here. I'll, if I could juggle, I would juggle the G Fuel. We got G Fuel to give away. We got some fucking UFC gear. And we got some shit. So let's start. We've been, we, like you said, we've, I've had this stuff for a year. I want to get rid of it already. But um, yeah, we'll retouch everything on Monday. Will probably be the next episode of Menace and the Man. Everyone who postponed today, so Brian Kelleher, Tatiana Suarez, and Chris Algieri. We're probably going to move to Monday. They were all supposed to come on today. So Tatiana had time difference fucked her up. Chris Algieri had travel problems. And Brian Kelleher got high. Because he got high. Forgot about the show. Because I got high. But episode 77. I had a lot of fun with you, Menace. Like, Like always, Dan. Yep. Except for when you pissed me off. Yep. Go ahead. Hit him with your send off. Well, see you later.